0: Instead, we won't get into the Word of God and look and see what it really says, what truly is ours. Just take for granted what somebody else said instead of what the Word of God says. But the Word of God says we were seated in heavenly places in Him. That's where we're seated. We're seated in a place of authority over... He said that Jesus was seated above every principality and power and has all might and dominion. So that means that we're seated there with him because as the body of Christ. He's the head, but we're the body. You can't separate the head and the body. It can't be separated if you do. It's a headless body. We're one with him. Verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now this tells me that the things that God prepared beforehand for us, he wants us to walk in them. He wants us to walk in our salvation. He wants to walk like we're children of God. He wants us to act like we're sons. He wants us to walk like we have authority over the devil. Now, we don't have authority over other people, but we have authority over the enemy. We have authority over circumstances that come against us. We say, oh, I'm not allowing that. We have authority over poverty. We have authority over all the things that would try to come against us in this life because we're seated in heavenly places. Now, we have to ask ourselves this. Does the word say that the devil can do that to me? No, it doesn't. He gave us health. He gave us healing. He gave us salvation. And in salvation, all these things were included. But we have to take a firm stand against the devil because he doesn't want us to have those things. And the only way to find out what God wants us to have is to get into the Word of God and study it for ourselves. But the first thing we need to do is to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us. Say, Lord, you teach me what it says. It says that the word of God was inspired by the, and it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So he searched after deep things of God's heart, and then he inspired the prophets of God to write it down, and the apostles. And he gave them wisdom and understanding in what God was saying, and he says, write this down. Then Jesus walked upon this planet, and our ultimate goal is to walk like he walked. He says, walk in them. What did Jesus do? He walked in the fullness of what the Father had provided for him, didn't he? We're to walk in the fullness of what God provided for us. No lack, no doubt. You see, we have to live by faith. If we don't live by faith, we can't receive the things of God. God, uh, he ordained everything to be done to be ordered. The laws of faith are the laws that they are the laws by which we have to live by to obtain the things of God. In uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38 it says the just shall live by faith. So he's saying we have to live by faith, walk in faith, do everything by faith and say faith is what I live by. Faith is what I receive my things from God by. Faith is how I live. Faith is how I act. Because God is a God of faith. He wants us to be imitators of Him. Have you ever had your children to imitate you? Now, my daughter Emily, my wife says that she acts a lot like I do. She's natured a lot like me. And my son Aaron, he's natured a lot like me in some areas too. Both of them. I can see the things, and I can see myself in them in certain areas. And the Father's going, I want to see myself in you. And how you act, how you live. God is a God of faith. Everything on this planet was created by faith. There's not one thing on this planet that wasn't created. It says in Genesis that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. What happened? There was light. He spoke those things that be not as though they were. So we have to take God's word and all the promises of God and speak those things into our existence in our life and say, this is mine. I take it because God said it's mine. I can have it. And that is mine. I'll receive it right now, Father God, and then act like it's true. Walk in those things act like it's true, talk like it's true, live like it's true, live by faith, a God of faith, we're children of faith. Amen? We are. We're children of God, of a faith God. Everything Jesus did, he did it by faith. He read about, he would look in the Old Testament in the prophets and find himself in there. Then he would go out and act like it's true. If you look in Zechariah, he found where he was gonna supposed to ride on a colt. He'd find the colt tied up. He went and found that colt, started riding on it. Then they put all these branches and everything down before him and cried out, "Hosanna in the highest!" It was prophesied before that by Zechariah the prophet. He found it. He found himself in the scripture in the scriptures, and acted and walked like it was true. Amen? That's what he did. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to find in the word of God what belongs to us and walk like it's true. Believe it. That's how we receive those things. He also wants us to be children of love. The greatest thing I think we inherited was love because when the Holy Spirit was poured out in our hearts in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. When the Holy Spirit poured the love of God out in our heart, that was the nature of God because it says that God is love. Is that right? the nature of God would be a love nature, wouldn't it? In in Ephesians, it says, now it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that's where it's at. It says, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest thing God gave us was love. I'll go back to my cousin Ishmael. The thing that made me want to go out there to North Carolina was because I loved my father God so much that I wanted to obey what he wanted me to do, but I also loved him so much I wouldn't give up on him till I kept going back and going back and going back to see him receive salvation. We can't give up on people. We gotta love them so much. No matter what they've done. Because I can look back on the things I've done, and I'm going, I didn't deserve any of this. But love will compel you to reach out to the lost. It will compel you to go out into the hedges and the byways, and it will cause you to go out and, and to reach people, to want to see them come and receive Jesus Christ. Amen? To see them be filled with the Holy Spirit, to see their lives changed, that's what love does. Love wants you to not think about yourself as much as you do other people. Doesn't it? Let's go to 1 John 4, and verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God, and knows God says we have to love one another, doesn't it? And not just the people that are born again. We've got to love people that are not too. Because what they'll do, they will see that love. Love will cause them to come into the body of Christ. Love always causes people, they go, well, they don't care how much you have to say to them as much as they care how much you love them. Is that right? Because if you don't think somebody cares anything about you, you're not going to listen to them, are you? First, you've got to let love rule. You've got to let love reign. You've got to let love be the number one thing. Verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So he's saying we have to abide in God and abide in love because then he abides in love and abides in God and God in him. When we abide in love, then people can see the love of God too, can't they? They can see God's love shining through you. We have to be children of love, children of faith, but we also have to walk in our authority in Christ Jesus to be victorious in this life. Because we have an enemy called the devil and he wants to come in and he wants to try to make you have thoughts that aren't lining up with love. He wants to make you have thoughts that don't line up with faith. He wants to make you have thoughts that don't line up with the word of God. But we have to be careful about that. We have to let God's word be the number one thing that rules us because if we don't, we'll get off. And if you think he's not out to destroy you, you got another thought coming because that is his number one goal, the devil. It said in John 10.10, 10, The thief only comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. So that tells you right there that the devil is out to do nothing but just to steal. To kill you, to steal you, and destroy you. And how does he do that? By getting you focused on other things except the word of God. And to try to make you think that God doesn't love you. That's just number one thing. Anybody ever heard that before? God doesn't love you and he'll try to make other people think that he doesn't love you because of how you treat them. That he doesn't, that God doesn't love them. So we have to let other people understand that God loves them just as much as he loves us. We just accepted it before they did. Is that Right? It's not our righteousness that we're going to make it to heaven on us. It's on his righteousness. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org.